0: I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for the wonderful Michael Hutchinson <laughs> is comedian extraordinaire producer, worldwide sensation, Tom Ayers. Nice.
1: Has anybody ever introduced you as oh this guy's really funny and now you feel fucking stupid because now you feel like you need to make him laugh at
0: some point? Yeah, that's why I had built you up at the beginning of this podcast so high was, I figured it would make you feel stupid. Exactly. I think um, somebody just
1: said the worst introduction. He was like, said, he's been on every TV show. He's the funniest man in the world, put your hands together for.
0: Oh, fuck. (laughs) And he's like, now how the fuck
1: am I supposed to do that? Yeah. You know? He's he, like the guy thought he was being nice, but it's just set him up. No, you can't yeah. live
0: up to that. The yeah. funniest guy in the world. Cause yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. Cause yeah, even I would be sitting there going funniest guy in the world. The funniest world. guy. Yeah. There's no, it's, it's like, you can't say anything. All right. The third thing, but then that's like anything. I mean, uh, a movie gets ruined for you because people are like, oh my God, Bridesmaids is so, it's the fucking funniest movie I've ever seen. Which and now then I'm you,
1: getting ready. I want to see the earth movie. What's it called?
0: After earth. After Yeah. I, I don't know. Because now my expectations are so fucking low.
1: Well, it can it's only get better. Uphill.
0: And one day, like Man of Steel, one day I shall watch them for free when they're streaming on Netflix. But I ain't paying. Well, neither one of those fucking movies are getting my money. Right, I will just, watch I them tell, one day. I
1: saw Man of Steel. And you did? I, I want to say, say something about it. Okay. okay? I want to say one thing about it. Because I've talked to so many people and the expectations of that movie are so high across the fucking world. Right. I don't know why anybody would attempt to make another, another one. It's like redoing Frankenstein. It's like um, young Frankenstein. It's like why would you do that? And don't get me wrong. I feel like every person that has a valid, they're like, um, this guy said, um, who's who's the the composer in the first one? John Wilder, John John Williams. Williams uh-huh. um, goes that that beginning opening scene. I was just talking to somebody. And he was giving me goosebumps while he's telling me. He's like dun, 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 and he's like and the, the crawl and the big ass. He goes, "Come on, man." He was like, "You, I was saw that at eight years old with the Christopher Reeves." I was like, "Oh my god!" He goes, "You can't beat that." And I'm like, "But you can't make another Superman movie and try that again or top that." That was, I mean, you know, you have to go different. You have to. Mm-hmm. That's the the one thing I want to say about this movie is Superman I'm not ruining any story Superman gets in a fight with another guy from outer space oh right? no yep yeah. right. and he picks him up and he throws him against a building mm-hmm. and the cement crumbles right Right. the guy goes in the building
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he gets up and comes out and he picks up Superman and he throws him against the fucking mountainside and he goes into the mountainside and he comes out and mm-hmm. he dusts himself off they do that for the whole freaking movie, and I'm telling you, that's as a kid, that's what you go. That Superman should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that answered for me, that answered a lot of why. Every time I ever saw Superman get into a fist fight with somebody, I'm like, he should have been able to pop his head off,
0: right? That's Superman, right? Why didn't that happen? Well, because he's good, he can't, he can't just rip people's heads off.
1: Right but but what about the, the alien guy from Krypton that comes down that he can I know but it's it's like he kind punches of a some guy with those stories, right <laughs> He punches a guy in the face and the guy acts like he's in a bar fight you know Right So finally in this movie I think there are a couple where they punch it like a human and the guy doesn't you know right. his head doesn't pop off but they're throwing each other up against mountains and shit and I'm like thank
0: you Thank you. Yes, that's the way. That is the proper It should be an epic Superman battle. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and they do handle that. My problem with the movie is very simply that um, the people who have been in charge of the Superman franchise Mm -hmm. have already proven to me to make very poor decisions, Mm -hmm. and I can't trust them anymore. So I am not plunking down $15.00. To see what fucking piece of shit, dumb idea they had this week.
1: I like when I tell you I go to see a movie. Uh, this, I'm telling you, you're the only person that does this to me. You go like this. You what? Like <laughs> you, you went to go see that, and I'm like, it's, it's like it's just opened. There are millions <laughs> of people are going to see this movie, and you go. Why, why would you go see that? You don't peg me. As, as if they're all Geely. You, <laughs> you look at me like as if the, every movie I go to see is Geely. You're like, you what? You went to go see that? In your
0: case, you don't peg me as like that would be at the top of your list. I just don't think like you, you told me I should watch Naked on Netflix. Yes. Um, Naked is not Man of Steel. Right. So it is just like the most popcorny. Most tent Polish, least acted, no comedy, like way out of what I would think would be in Tom Hare's wheelhouse of this is what I want to spend 15 bucks on. Right. But now, wait a minute. Yes. Did you go with your mom? Yeah. Okay, because see, I think this is probably more along the lines in your mom's wheelhouse where she was like, there's going to be no sex. There's going to be nothing uncomfortable. It will be a fun movie you could to watch hook with up, my
1: son. If you could hook my mom up with somebody to go see fucking movies with, <laughs> oh my God, I will pay you. So you didn't really want to see Man of Steel. Man. I didn't want to go out again with my mom. Oh, okay. Um, no, man of Steel was actually, i was like the movie started. Shut up i'm like thank god the movie started she's like this is the previews i'm like just shut up
0: because right now like we have i mean hangover three is out uh there's like four or five really interesting comedies
1: right and i'm gonna bring a 74 year old woman to go see
0: no that and that's exactly why i just asked you did you go with your mom (laughs) because uh it, it, there was, last week, there was something else. When you were talking about, or two weeks ago, when you were talking about your heart thing, you went right. and saw, oh, you went and saw Clash of the Titans of with the Nicole. Titans, right. That surprised me too, because like, I don't look around your house and see a bunch of comic books and fucking medieval type shit. No, and I, that one, I didn't
1: even want to fucking think. I just wanted to go like, look at okay. the, the Kraken.
0: Like, this is the end, which I think you would probably be all over that movie. Yeah. I mean that, come on. Every, Seth Rogen and fucking Will Ferrell, whatever, all the guys in that are just playing themselves Mate. and they're acting out. I mean, it's kind of improvish, but they took the time to write something. Yeah. Didn't they weren't just like, run a fucking camera on us, which is a weird thing because... I have proposed several projects to you that you accuse me of being like, you can't just turn on the camera and then we do stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm thinking. We'll come up with a scenario and then we'll you know, we'll kind of loosely write it and then we'll just sort of riff on it. But you're, you think that I'm a fan of this improv shit. I am actually not, but this is the end. Even fast and furious six. Nah, fast and furious six is, is a cheap version of men of steel, except better looking women. Okay hot women, naked right. midriffs, fast right. cars, shit blows up. I would have expected you to see that before right. Man of Steel. But I don't think you'd take your mom and go see Fast and Furious 6. Um the internship, if you told me that you went and saw The Purge, I yeah. would be like, "Okay, there's yeah. cuz The Purge, you know, sparked my interest." All right, 12 hours you get to kill anybody you want. Let's see how this goes. Probably not going to do a good job of it, but what the fuck? I mean, that's that's hard. That's a pretty big Scenario to present a high concept right that I'm thinking. All right, it's probably going to work so well, but you've intrigued me. I want to kind of like the the human centipede, right? You've seen that? No, I have not seen oh. that. And by the way,
1: I met the girl that played like the last fucking the piece. last piece,
0: the last piece. in one or two.
1: I think two. She was in two.
0: Two is like twelve. A string of twelve people. Oh really? But part one, it's a you. You have Netflix, I, right? Yeah, it's, no,
1: I, oh. I don't know any. I don't know any. Of Matter of fact, I just ready for this. My house, my computer. I just got the cable that goes from my computer to the plasma screen TV. So now I can sit back and Netflix and watch everything. But you have Netflix. I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you mean? I haven't watched a movie in my house since um, since the girl left. Since since she died. <laughs> Or started dating somebody else, <laughs> but but I want to hear what you were just saying.
0: <laughs> the human centipede. Yes, is I I absolutely loved it. I mean, you did. Oh my god! It is the most. I'm so scared to watch it. It is the most <laughs> ballsy thing god, I'm so a director could have ever have done. To be like it. To be imagine running like you you have run around town with a script in your hand. Going, it's going to be great. It's Zambonis. They're racing on the ice. It's Look, it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. You You want to be in this? It's it's Zamboni races. Come on, it's a Zamboni fucking race. There's girls in bikinis. I don't know how we're going to work that in, but it's there. We wrote a script that's really good. (laughs) Or you're like, I got this script of a guy who gets rid of a truck. It's really fucking good. You're going to really like this. Okay, now imagine Tom Six, that's the director and writer of Human Centipede. I got this script. It's really good. Three people go ass to mouth. <laughs> we put three people. We put you, one eats an Asian guy we're going to put in the front. So he squawks and nobody knows what the fuck he's saying. It's just, dang, 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 dang. and everybody's like, shut up, dude. But if it's, they speak in English, then we'll just get annoyed. It'll be an annoying girl. That's why we put the Asian guy in the front. He's going to eat beans and soup. And we're going to watch it go through all three and come out the last girl. Great stuff, great stuff It'll be a guy, this psychotic guy Who was the world's leading surgeon On removing conjoined twins He wants to put them back together Ass to mouth, fantastic You want to star in it? You're going to be in the middle Not only are you going to have somebody's face Up your ass You're going to put your face in someone's ass You have no lines in this movie By the way, because you know Your mouth is ass a- to mouth <laughs> But it's going to be great for your career. You're going to love this. The balls of a director running around town I, with that script, getting that made, then finding people who are to just do like, it. This, "This is awesome." By You're the right, way, no one's done has my buddy to before. <laughs> my
1: buddy is sitting there. We're eating, and he goes, "Hold on." First of all, he said, "My my friend works at this restaurant. Come on, let's go eat there." So we pull in. We're sitting there. As we're sitting there, he goes, <clears throat> "She comes over and she's high and hugs and he shakes my hand." And, she's hot yeah she takes her drink order and walks away and he goes oh by the way she was in centipede two she was the last one Mm. and i'm like what do you mean the last one the last one to get hired for centipede two what do you mean (laughs) i it wasn't even going in my head and he was like "She was the last one in the line i'm like the last one in the in the audition line what are you talking about and I was like, oh my God, she came over. She's handing me the food. And I'm like going, I'm looking at her going, how did you say yes? You were going to do this. And then it's a, it's a movie just like anything else. It's like she she'll probably work so much because of that. People go, you were in that? People I don't know about that. I mean. Well, first of all, when you look at this, this one cracked me up. It's like when you look at the outsiders. Yeah. Obviously. I know where you yeah. People grew up watching that movie. Right. They, as they grow up, um, they, they go, they're in middle school and they watch that movie and they love that movie and they watch it 10 times, 15 times and it comes out in VHS and this is my, Mm -hmm. my growing up, Um, come out to LA, get a job at, um, at, in casting, get a job producing, get it, whatever, uh, assistant producer and they go, do you know who's out there? That guy from The Outsiders. It's like, it doesn't even matter who. If it was a guy pumping gas, an extra that he goes, no, it was the extra. Do you remember when they pulled up? It's like, people watch movies that close Uh now and they're like, oh my God, we we have to book him in this. He has to be our guy. Uh You know, that's where people are getting, I mean, that's, you know, anything memorable. As a child, uh, you know, you, you sit there and you watch, you go, oh my God, you know, your vision of them and who they are. Mm-hmm. Later on in life, you go, no, that's, I need them in my life. I, they're here for a reason. This is, you know. Right. I, I literally started working with Tony Danza because I went like, oh my God, I, I thought of working with him when I was 15 years old. Right. I was like, oh, now see, I could get along with that guy. It's right. like, I planned that shit. At 15. Right. Whether that's true or not, now I'm 30 years old, 35 years old in, in L.A., and I run into Tony Danza, and I'm like following the guy around, going, no, nah, I'm supposed to work with you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> I don't know. I'm just supposed to. Uh-huh. You know? So it's like... um. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm talking in this. This is on. Right? Hello, actually, hello.
0: I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure where you're gut. going either, but that does remind me of actually a pretty good story that you can tell. Um, you wrote, uh, jokes for the Academy Awards. That um, that's one of your, not, of the, not
1: the Academy Awards, the,
0: um, the people's choice awards.
1: Oh, uh, the Academy Awards. That's heavy duty. I wish it did the Academy Awards.
0: Well then I guess anyway, yeah. the human centipede, <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Uh I, mean, uh I got
0: an Academy Award. I remember I, I got an Oscar. Do you
1: remember that? I did.
0: Was it did you make a short and instead of it being for the People's Choice Awards, did you yes. say it was the Academy Awards? No, the Miss
1: Miss Beauty Pageant. And
0: Miss, America. Miss America when oh okay, that's what it is. Tony Danza when uh yeah. when he was hosting Miss America. And
1: we wrote jokes for the short. And we wrote jokes for him on it, that. Actually on the and show. And then we wrote it a uh, short based on that.
0: That was those were the first jokes that he had bought from you? No. No, no, okay, you had written for him before. The
1: first joke I wrote for his TV show, Hudson Street, way back in the 90s, 96, I think, 98.
0: So you followed him around and what? You were just like, I, I'm a comedian, I, actually, I can write shit for you?
1: Actually, I'm in this, the master acting class at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a phone call and I was there for a year. I hadn't gotten up and done a scene. Because I was actually the first day in there, I sat next to Richard Dreyfus. Okay. Um, and Oliver Stone came in. Um, Quincy Jones came in. Like there were there were people in that class that you just went, holy shit, really? Right. Um, um, what's her name? Uh, Daisy Duke. Okay. She she Catherine was Catherine Bach. Catherine Bach was in that class for, and I was like, oh my
0: god, I'm in the same class with Daisy Duke. That's pretty impressive. That was impressive. I mean, yeah. Um. But people many, that came through that how many class seed got spilled over her. See? Yeah.
1: You know, um, the, the people that came through that class, Michelle Pfeiffer, um, tons, tons, tons of people. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Tony was getting ready to do his, um, his woman show in Vegas and he wanted to, um, he wanted a place to try out some stuff. So he started – every once in a while he would come and visit the class. He was in that class because of Michelle Pfeiffer and, and all them, you know. hmm And, oh, um, Knicky was in that class.
0: Oh, he's dead now.
1: Jeff Conway did Conway, He, yeah. he, did, he did. Yeah,
0: he died.
1: Sorry. Um. Anyway, so they call me up and they go, hey, Tom, we need a scene this morning. I guess their scene bailed out. And, by the way, doing a scene in that acting class was like – putting on a small production it was it, well people. yeah
0: you got fucking quincy jones coming in yeah for you,
1: you would rehearse um, a scene for two months and absolutely there were people that backed up a u-haul um and came in and built the set because you're on, hoping on you're hoping that Friday the day
0: night. that you do your scene that somebody is like oh my god you are the fucking you're hoping exactly you're,
1: what happened i walked in you're said, johnny depp where you do, do stand up this morning and i was like really i said really and it was nice that, he, that the guy that booked the the booked the room. Okay. <laughs> the guy that, that booked the scene. Uh-huh. He, he said, we so had a scene fall a scene, out. I hadn't done anything in you, this class. So I was, well, you do up. I was right, sitting cool. in the back of the room and they didn't even right. know who the fuck I was. Right. Yeah. I was just the guy in the back of the room.
0: You're paying and trying um, to avoid. I really, yeah. I really was. I really yeah. was.
1: Right. Um, and I'm watching, um, Doris Roberts. Um, everybody loves mm-hmm. Raymond. Mm-hmm. Mother. She was in there. Jeff Tambor was in there. I'm watching these people do scenes. That was just unbelievable. It really right. was a master class. you know, and, the teacher, Milton Gonzalez, used to make fun of it. He was like, this is a this is master class. A master class, right? master class. So I got up, and now I have to say, doing stand-up um, that I've been working on. You didn't do I the think, Russian
0: joke. Did I didn't do the Russian joke.
1: Good. Um, doing, doing my set that I had been working on for nine years. Doing, doing anything that, I mean, these people getting up and doing scenes that they worked on for two months, and uh-huh. it was really good. Mm-hmm. And these are the pros but I got to bring in my standup that i have been working on for nine years, 10 years, right, right. you know? So I knew I- I'm going to destroy this room. Right. I'd been sitting there for a year going, I'm going to fucking destroy this room when I get up, you know, uh-huh. this is, by the way, when you go and when you learn how to work, <laughs> problem
0: is you only have seven minutes. So. No, actually
1: 15 minutes. They, they were like, you know,
0: most scenes in there are doing twenty-five after, minutes. After you do your first thing, you're like, I gotta quit this class. <laughs> I gotta go take another <laughs> class. Find people who that's, haven't seen my act. That's no joke. That's no joke. You can go from acting class to acting class. Kill the room. Move on. <laughs> move on. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, today's my last day. All, you're paying them. They're not paying you. Yeah. But anyway. um, Joe, so I I I got up and um Tony Danza just happened to be there that day. Mm-hmm. And um I got up and I, I really did. I I you do a club in New Jersey and you learn how to do clubs and biker bars and and right. uh sports bar where they're gonna shut off the Super Bowl because on Tuesday nights you're you do stand up or Sunday nights right. you do stand up. Right. Whatever. It's like are are you kidding me? You learn how to deal with that. By the time you get to an acting class where everybody yeah. wants you to be funny. They want right. you to be funny. The guy in the front of the comedy club in Queens, sitting in, the, in a bowling alley that turned into a comedy club, mm-hmm. is sitting there with Maria, and he's like going, "You fucking kidding me? When does Chris Rock come out? Because this fucking sucks." <laughs> That's what you get, mm-hmm. and you learn how to make that guy laugh, right? You know, and he's not laughing purposely because his his new girlfriend is sitting there, and she her ass is so tight. That neither one of them are right. So, yes, I got up and I destroyed the room, and I. I, I Cleaned house. I was really nice. Um, Matter of fact, when I came out, um, I just stood there for a second and I was like kind of gloating in the fact that, Oh man, this is going to be so fucking great. You know, because (laughs) it's just, you, it's like, Oh sure. I'm not being cocky. I'm just saying it's like you, after nine years, you you know when it's going to be good. (laughs) By the way, it's okay. if I had, if I had asked people to come
0: to a club, I would have been nervous going, Oh, I hope they, I hope they're a good crowd. I hope they're, you right." Know? I think, yeah, um, you, you've been, I've gone to see you perform a few times, but, um, there's been several times that you didn't invite me. I'm like, why not? And I, I assume it's because, yeah, there's an additional pressure of like, when you start inviting friends, you the pitfall is either they're not going to like it or they're going to pretend to like it which kind of sucks either way. It's cuz it's, it's really bizarre.
1: It's also like if I'm doing the same stuff, I feel like, you know what? I'm going to Vince has already seen my act twice and they have seen the, and he's seen the same stuff. I'm going to wait for when I'm doing a room where I'm instead of 40 people that Vince has seen me do it in front of twice. Right. Wait for the room where there's 400 people. Right. Then I'll invite Vince and he'll go, "Oh, so that's what it looks like in front of 400 people." Yeah, well absolutely. You know?
0: And laughter is contagious, so it is. The same act that you do in this room is the fucking Russian joke is funny in front of 400 people. Absolutely. Um, But when, when I would go around and show a movie to people, uh, no matter how much Deanna or any of my friends told me how much they liked it, it didn't meant nothing. Mm. A fucking stranger was like, that was really funny. That meant the world that changed everything. Um, So it's very strange, but also, 180 degrees, a stranger tells me, oh, it sucked. I'm like, what do you know? Right, right. My family goes, it That's sucked. Funny. I'm like, oh, really? That's, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Oh, um, sorry. I never thought about that. Um, well, which so, also sucks.
1: You invite your next-door neighbor to go see your stand-up. Right. And that show better be good because you got to look at your next-door neighbor for 365 days. Sure. Getting out so of his car and waving to you, and, to him. Him, and you're like, yeah. oh, he thinks I suck. You know?
0: Now, Uh, I I have always marveled when a rock star gets on stage. I've gone to many concerts, not thousands, but we go to concerts uh, often, a couple times a year. Um, And there's always that moment when the band takes the stage and they sort of look out and they just kind of absorb it. And it is a cocky move, but it is also just, I mean, the energy in the room and just amazing, just fucking amazing how electrifying it is. Um, I had talked about this previously, but it still sits with me. Uh, Pearl Jam 20, which is a doc that Cameron Crowe did on Pearl Jam. Mm. Um, There's a scene like three quarters of the way into the, it's on Netflix, three quarters of the way in the documentary, Eddie Vedder comes out and starts singing better man. And he starts the the music starts and he starts like the first few bars and the audience took over. So he quieted up the the lights, the spots went to the audience. And I mean, he's playing like Staples center, 20, 30,000 people. Mm. And they're singing Better Man. And it goes into the second verse, and he figures, okay, they're done. And he starts up again and gets, like, one or two words out, and they weren't done. They sang the entire song. And it really just, like, it gave me goosebumps. It was an amazing moment to watch and just to go, wow, not only did I walk out here and they adore me. Yeah. But I, they love me so much, they know what I wrote by heart. That this means something right. to the 30,000 people in this room. So it was cocky, but I get yeah. it. So, well, I, so, I mean,
1: also, um, you know, you know when your house is, what your house is, and who they are. And, and you know, if, like I said, I'm at the federal bar on Wednesday. The Federal Bar is a 50-50 shot at best.
0: At what do you best. mean? You perform the Federal Bar every I, Wednesday now?
1: No, but this Wednesday. And then I have another one coming up in a month. Oh, um, okay. But I was there a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm just filling in for somebody that, um, for, for this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But it's a great club. A girl got her period or something? I probably. Right. It's a great club. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a big bar on the side, which can get chatty and once they get chatty then the people start to go and sitting in that paid to see the comedy kind of go well i guess this sucks because there's a whole bunch of people talking mm-hmm. and so they start talking and next thing you know the the sound system is good but it's not it's more mm-hmm. for, for a jazz club or a rock band or you know it's right. not it's not intimate for comedy mm-hmm. so it's 50/50 shot that you're going to get there and by the way the other guys that get up before me I pay attention to them because if they're back here, like I'm doing with the microphone right now, mm-hmm. and they're like yelling and the people talking in the back of the room, I know that all I have to do is get up here. Right. And now all of a sudden, everybody goes, oh, who's on stage? Right. You know? And it's amazing how many people don't know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, do you see how far away from the microphone you're standing? Just climb up on it and you'll get their attention. Mm-hmm. You know, And then just make sure you have something to say at that point. Right, And by the way, that might work for two minutes because if you don't have something to say... If my material isn't, you know, if I climb up on the mic and I'm doing some stupid improv thing, I lose them, then it doesn't matter how close I am, they're not going to listen to me. Right. You know? In that room, at that time, I went, are you kidding me? I know this this acting class is a bunch of people who would love to do stand-up. We're back at the Beverly Hills Playhouse with Tony Downs. Yes. Oh, okay. They would love to do stand-up more than anything, and uh-huh. now they're going to, um, and and they're sitting there and I got a captive audience. They're not going to get a drink and they're not, you know, arguing with their woman and they're not getting a check spot. Mm-hmm. The other night, I just got a check spot. I was so pissed. I was like, I'm not even the closer. You're giving me the fucking check spot. I get up on stage and they drop the checks. I'm like, thank you. You fuckers. <laughs> what about the next person? The next person is the headliner. Why don't you give it to her? Uh-huh. She was funny. too. Um, anyway, so Tony Danza came up to me afterwards and I did. I did really well. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's like the stars aligned. It went well, you know. That kind of went well.
0: I've never seen you bomb. Um, I imagine you probably <laughs> have, like my best friend. <laughs> um, I imagine that you probably have. I mean, everybody has to some extent. Oof. but I th- it seems like it's got to, it. Had to. It has to have been a long time before you. Since you've bombed.
1: No, actually, actually, um, not too long ago. Getting back into the swing of things. I had a really bad set at uh, Flappers. Really? Oh, dude. Burbank. Yeah, they were they were just a really quiet audience, and I went up and I was I was I was trying to over like overbearing cocky mm-hmm. to maybe they would they would like snap out of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and everybody was like, "No, we're in the comedy room next to the comedy room at Flappers.
0: <laughs> right? We're in the
1: back comedy room. No, yeah. you're not." Mr. Fancy Pants, so just relax.
0: It is a little cheesy there. You do kind of feel like, yeah. Um it's a small room. But also I just shoot. worked with
1: Alu Bell in there. I worked with Marilyn Rice I'm I'm working
0: with like um names in there. No, I, totally. I mean, but I've seen you like I've seen you take the stage and you uh in you will incorporate in your act things that another comic comic had said earlier. You you will sometimes riff a better payoff um, or bring something back. So you pay attention to the show clearly. Uh, and then usually I've seen you not heckle the audience, but play off of the audience or say something from the audience. And so I, I find it really hard to believe that you bought, I mean, I'm whatever, I'm not going to call you, you a liar. There, were, were you there the night
1: that the, I think you were there the night that the comic before me told the girl, he wasn't doing so good. And he's like, wow, you people hate me. You people hate me. And he's kind of on the feminine side, or at least that's the way he talked to. him. was like, you guys hate me. You hate me so much. He goes, ma'am, you hate me so much. I could hear your pussy dry up. Yeah. That was the night. You- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually one of my favorite because when I came on stage, I was so appalled that the dude had said that. And I was like, I can't even, I can't go there. I'm not going, I'm not going to try and top this guy on dark you know, right. Or, or crass. Mm -hmm. It's like, and when I got up on stage, there was some air conditioner went on in the back and I went, do you hear that? And people thought I was talking about the girl and and they started laughing, which by the way, I fell into that. I did not go,
0: but it was still good. Is that your pussy? Anyway,
1: That, um, that was fun that, that night. Um, but yeah, I, I died recently. Um, I got laughs. I got laughs because I wasn't getting laughs and that it was like I was doing stuff because I wasn't getting laughs so I was getting laughs on the secondary stuff and if that brings me back to the first dairy Mm -hmm. then I'm fine. Mm -hmm. But it was stayed secondary the whole fucking night. Mm -hmm. It's like everything I said sat there then I make a joke about why I didn't get a laugh Mm -hmm. and um, so I saved myself the next beat. And then I just gave up, and I went, "Ah, oh, fuck you, people. <laughs> I'm like, you're done.
0: You get nothing.
1: I, liked, I, I See, would like everything to get very you So you're,
0: what you're trying to say, though, is that you didn't have a bad set. You had a bad audience. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's a good set, just really bad really audience Really bad audience, they suck <laughs> I'm fucking audience. hysterical These I'm, people, they don't get I'm it I'm funny, I know, because <laughs> people tell me my, my mom has told me I'm funny Are me? I did this whole thing in the mirror at home Before I got <laughs> totally. here Fucking hysterical I did this for cripples in Orange County That's right. They fucking laugh I have you know a how picture. hard it is to get a cripple to laugh I have a
1: picture of me Doing that show In Orange County
0: for Rancho San Sandalamingos
1: San Whatever it is. Something like that.
0: What are you, looking at shit on the table? I, I didn't know what it was. Extec. We're an hour 41 minutes in. This are we a, really? It's going to be a two-parter. Two-parter. Yeah, we're either that or i got to take out all the fat and knock it down in like 15 minutes. It's <laughs> a lot of fat. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I'm wondering if maybe I should remove the Scientology bit. I don't know. It was a good segue into. Then it got us. Uh, it
1: got us talking. I don't know. I mean, like overall, I don't think there was anything bad about
0: uh, about what. I like, know. I don't think there was either. Yeah, I'm not sure it was very entertaining.
1: That's. I don't think so. I just think that's why I go. I'm not good to talk about it because I'm like I'm not willing to go out on a limb and do, um, like something that Tom Cruise. Would, start getting um, when he, he said something to Brooke Shields and Matt Lauer and being glib, Matt and all this stuff. I'm not willing to do that, but I'm also not willing to just be empty and go read a book.
0: I think, uh, I think you're, you're taking it a little too extreme there. Like no one, no one in this room at least is expecting you to be the authority or the end all be all word. But for example, I am oh. not. Hold on, Go I am ahead. not a contractor. Right, but if you say to me, um, "How do you think we should put this drywall up?" I would say, "Well, based on my knowledge, I mean, this is how I would do it." So if I came to you and I said, um, "You know," so I guess Zenu is the powerful god that you worship. You would be like. Not that I know of. <laughs> no one's told me about Xenu. <laughs> so that, it's just basically your opinion. I'm like, you could be like, there could be a Xenu, but I don't, I don't well, know <laughs> see, What happens is, like, I don't know anything about Zenu, like, and then people an intro- will go, okay, you could talk about this. I went one day. I went to the, uh, Celebrity Center with you, uh, mm-hmm. and I just, uh, you showed me there is uh, L. Ron Hubbard's office is roped off, right. and apparently every. Scientology Church or Center or whatever wow. has an L. Ron Hubbard's office on display in case Ron – is it L or is it Ron? <laughs> no. Mr. Hubbard. Exactly. In case Mr. Hubbard is in the neighborhood,
1: no, he could that, use it or something. Oh, or
0: it's just – it's, right, it's an homage minute. to him. Hold on. It's an homage to
1: him because okay. they're not waiting – there's nobody standing there with their little finger on the little hook and the red the red carpet thing. The, the rope. Yeah.
0: The velvet rope We're, and he's going –
1: as soon as he comes, I'm going to open the door. By the way, he goes without the rope. He goes right in.
0: But, yeah, I Sniffs mean, if mi- if Mr. Hubbard arrived yes. and wanted to use the office, he right. could. He could. He could. You can't. I cannot. They then will not it. let me in. They will, get, they, they will kick me out again See, if I go in there again. this is the type
1: of thing we can talk about. See? Right. There's no end-all By the way, all. here We're you running. go. That's the one I want to talk about. This is what I want to talk about. The fucking teacher. What's the thing with Philip Seymour Hoffman? They did the the L. Ron Hubbard Say the name of it, the movie, the teacher, the the fucking... Oh, um... It was terrible. It was terrible. I tried so hard. I the wanted Master. To, the Master. I tried so hard to go... First of all, Okay, wait, 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 yes. wait.
0: The Master is a recent Academy movie starring uh, uh, Phoenix. God. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Amy Adams, Phoenix. and Joaquin Phoenix. And is basically... Uh, basically somebody read an article in the New York times or the Los Angeles, read an article in a newspaper, the Mm. Michigan daily or the Minnesota daily about Scientology and based on that article wrote an entire Entire movie movie. (laughs) and basically just to let you know how much they probably used Wikipedia here and there. Yeah. But the movie gets billed as being, uh, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman is playing L. Ron Hubbard, and this is. And by the way, he he did a great character study on L. Ron Hubbard, and that's part of it too. Is like everybody who was making the movie saw that, okay, this is sort of a loose like explanation of how Scientology came about. So then Philip Seymour Hoffman is like. I'll examine L. Ron Hubbard and I'll play it like L. Ron Hubbard or his version of it and whatnot. But aside from that, the movie is a horrendous piece of shit about a say, crazy guy right, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Right, which was incredible character study. The
1: the acting in that movie was incredible. No. I, it yes. Wasn't. It was.
0: It was not. The,
1: the content was, was not there. It was missing. It was gone. Because uh, the study of an... If you took a picture of Joaquin Phoenix in character, that picture would have been an incredible depiction of that character. There's no... There, I'm not questioning that. Same thing with Philip Seymour Hoffman. You, If you took a picture of him, a still picture, and you went, this is him um, doing his best to take on the beingness of L. Ron Hubbard, you would go, wow, man, that is incredible. That's great. The study of it from that moment forward was nil. It was gone. The guy who wrote it, it's like as if he wrote a a movie about karate and Bruce Lee and he put somebody that looked like Bruce Lee in it and they did. uh, So you think you can dance? It's like, are you kidding me? That has nothing to do with karate, and then you get a whole bunch of people, and people are like, "Well, how did you feel about that movie?" Because you're a Scientologist. I'm like, I went to go see. So you think you can dance? Right. I'm like, and by the way, there was more. I feel like there was more dancing, in um, so you think you can dance?
0: Uh, here's the thing. Now, you're you're giving a lot of props and a lot of admiration to the acting in the movie. Uh, Amy Adams, who I adore, I believe was nominated, was the only one nominated as was far really? as acting. Yeah, and. Not a great part. I I, I don't think that this was not Amy Adams' best part. Uh, She was far better in The Wrestler, where we got to see her nipples. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I, I don't really know anything about L. Ron Hubbard, like what the guy was like, so I have no idea how well he was channeling him. But just based on roles I've seen Philip Seymour Hoffman in, who I enjoy immensely, I did not feel that this was anything different than Philip Seymour Hoffman has done in the past. It was nothing unique. It wasn't Johnny Depp playing fucking Tonto. This was not anything unique. Have you seen that yet? No, but it looks no. fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and as far as Joaquin Phoenix goes... I think Joaquin Phoenix is shit as far as an actor. No, no, Um, no. He did. He was nothing. Hold on. He was not. Did you see? I'm still there, where he pretends to be a rapper. I didn't. Okay. If (laughs) and here's the thing: you need to go back and watch "I'm Still There" because Joaquin's Phoenix's crazy role in The Master Mm. is based on his crazy role as the rapper in "In I'm Still There." Oh yeah, and. You go back and you watch walk the line yeah. you, and you compare it to anything else he's done. He's Joaquin Phoenix. There isn't, he's not I a got chameleon. You. I got You're you. never going, I forgot that was Joaquin Phoenix. You watch, it's hard to think back and remember this, but when John Travolta and Samuel Jackson took the screen in Pulp Fiction, you had no fucking clue. You were watching John Travolta and Samuel Jackson. I got you. You were like, Holy they t- shit! They took on some character. Now, now here- they're so ingrained, right. we know you can't right. watch those movies without going.
1: Okay. And it's John. John but Royer. now, but now here's the thing: Joaquin Phoenix and just taking him. The man has, like, if you know him personally, I do not, and you see what he's taken on to change that. Now he might be going down a road that you go. oh, Where are you going, Joaquin? Come back, come back, so you can now. Tom Cruise, I have to say, when you watch him do his different characters, there's a lot that, that he keeps the same, but there's a lot that changes between him and each character, especially. What's, the movie? <laughs> What's what? The movie with the, the, the agent named with the arms with the <laughs> Tropic the, Thunder. Tropic Thunder. When he did that movie, big hands. You go. Probably his best role. You go. What the fuck, dude? dude. Where? Who are you?
0: Right. Right. And and that's he, probably why it's his best role.
1: And then, but then when you watch him in the Mission Last Impossible Samurai or, or Last, yeah. you know, you go, okay, that's a little bit different. There's a little change to, to um Mission Impossible. There's a little, there's little changes that I go, okay, enough to, to make a whole new movie. And their changes are enough to make a whole new movie, but they still are in the same thread, which is Tom Cruise. Right. Can't the character has to deal with the actor as much as the actor has to deal with the character. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, the Elron Ron Hubbard went, I got Philip Seymour Hoffman to work with here, mm-hmm. you know? And Philip said, all right, I got Elron Ron Hubbard to deal with here. You mm-hmm. know, it's like both sides. Joaquin Phoenix just might be going down a bad road. I don't know the other thing he did. And, and he could reel himself back in, but it's still, as far as acting the role, he's incredible actor. What he's doing, the time he's putting into it, and the the reality that he's bringing to it, it's not it's not something that's glib and, um. And not worthy of of um, re, um, thought and rehearsal and and planning and
0: you know what I mean. Just because someone works really hard at something, doesn't mean they're good at it. No, I don't. I'm not saying so just that. Just because he just he put because in he a did. lot of rehearsal. But he when studied you go, the character. when you look at it and you go,
1: look, he put work into
0: that. That was planned out. What he just did. When I'm that sitting in the accident. audience and I'm still going, that's Joaquin Phoenix. You just don't like Joaquin Phoenix. I don't. I really don't like Joaquin Phoenix. I really, really don't. Who's the best actor you know? You know who you... I like. I like Casey Affleck, who convinced yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. To make, I'm still there. <laughs> oh, really? Casey Affleck is Joaquin Phoenix's brother-in-law. And okay. Affleck got this idea that they would film a documentary, and for one whole year, Joaquin Phoenix would run around pretending that he gave up acting and was taking on... Oh, This, this is true. This is right, true. right. No, I know Casey, this, but I, Affleck, I didn't know that was... Casey yeah, Affleck, he convinced behind. him... Casey Affleck directed it, convinced Joaquin we're going to shoot this doc and you're going to throw yourself a hundred percent in this role and pretend that you are a rap star. I'll tell you why he did it because that's, that's the level that Joaquin would take things and instead, but now, but, I agree. I'm not, I'm actually yes. not disagreeing with you on that, but it's also a level of stupidity that you actually listened to Casey. <laughs> and Casey what? then ran you and Casey, you and Ben Affleck's little brother <laughs> running around town. You're, you're river Phoenix, your dead brother, river Phoenix. <laughs> That's really why you're famous by the way is because river was amazing. You're, no, but he also,
1: he also <laughs> was able to walk through the hey, door. Shut up. He was also able so, to walk through the door. So,
0: so anyway you're running around with casey affleck and a camera and you're doing letterman and you're being an asshole and you're fucking getting mad at people on stage because you're trying to rap and they're throwing you off stage can i tika i know she's biting his tail fucking uh it's just such a crazy thing to do and then it all just blew up in their face because then the movie is shit Everybody's like, I don't get it. Like, they thought they were making art. And everybody else... Well, Joaquin thought he was making art. I'm pretty sure Casey thought he was making a joke. (laughs) Casey was like, this is going to be fucking funny. No, I'm sure... This is going to be fucking
1: funny. They were were both... Oh, man. Diving in
0: 100%, 150%, That shit is fucking, 300%. It's just a, a crazy-ass story. So anyway, but by the time it's all done, Joaquin looks like an idiot. Who do I think is a fantastic actor? Yeah. I think the two best actors we have are Johnny Depp and Gary Oldman. Okay. These two guys are great to watch. So now, what's the in- worst thing that you think you've seen Gary Oldman in? I think uh, Gary Oldman was in uh, Lost in Space with Matt LeBlanc, <laughs> yeah. which is actually an enjoyable movie okay. on a terrible level. Okay. <laughs> like, it's fun. Lost in Space is fun to watch, but not exactly like... Gary Oldman clearly is cashing a paycheck because <laughs> it just came off of Dracula or some but, shit like that. But also, um, I mean, you know, it's it's his choice just like... This is the same
1: choice that it came down to the same moment in, in existence that... Casey Affleck
0: and Joaquin Phoenix went. You so said you want to do this? No, no, no. Because well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I can't. It comes I can't down speak to the to same it. thing where you go: Is we going to do this? We're what do I this? can what I can speak to is like um, apparently George Clooney when he was Batman number four mm-hmm. uh, for the really shitty script um, when they presented him: Do you want to be Batman? Uh, he took the. Uh, the contractor's agent or financial planner and said, you know, what does this mean? What do we can do with this? You know, is this worth it? And was told basically, if you do Batman, you will never have to work again. Mm. You will be able to write your own check and do whatever the fuck you want. And Clooney was like, all right, let's go make a crappy Batman movie. So at the end of the day, I can realize why sometimes a paycheck, sometimes a really great role. We've seen movies where people are just, Fucking awesome, and everybody around him is crumbling. Everybody around him is like, just awful. Yet this one actor, I don't think he, I
1: don't think he planned. I don't know what Joaquin
0: and and Casey thought. I don't know what the fuck
1: George Clooney. I don't think he went. Let's go make a crappy Batman movie. I think he went. Let's go do the best
0: we can on this movie. Oh, I agree. This concludes part two of the podcast, (laughs) the epic podcast with Mr. Uh Tom Ayers. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. <laughs> na, na, na. I'm Vince Roka. I'm Tom Ayers. For more on the show, visit getconvinced.com.